Hey, cool cats and chickadees. You're listening to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting, but we go by the name The Over Manga Cast. This here is Matt, and on this episode, uh, we did a little bit of a discussion on the manga Blue Giant by Shinichi Ishizuka. Real cool time we're having here, and uh, we even got a little guest come along with us in the form of Darren Vogt. So, uh, yeah, put your snapping hands together as we uh, start this thing. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Over Manga Cast. I'm Matt, and I'm here with Jay tonight. No, Sam and Jacob, unfortunately. Uh, they recently got into indie rock music, and in an attempt to woo the, like, kind of cool indie girl, they've decided to form their own band with a zombified dog, and they're trying to become a hit in America. Uh, well, we'll see them uh, maybe next week. Who knows? But fortunately, we've got yet another person who's much better than them. Darren Vogt, uh, artist and co-host of Comic on the Pod. How you doing, Darren? I'm doing well. I'm not in an indie rock band trying to woo an indie girl and like zombie dogs. What's all <laughs> Happy to be here. I mean, hey, look, sometimes you just got to form a Mongolian chop squad of a band to really like hit the ground running. Oh, hey, I get that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we uh, dove into, well, a bit of a music manga, which is... I made a Beck Mongolian Chop Squad reference earlier, but that's literally the only other music manga I've read. Yeah, there's not that many. Not that many translated into English, really. No, I'm waiting really hard on that Shiori experience one day. I looked that up and I'm like, that is never getting translated because that is a <laughs> whole bunch of rights. Yeah, I can still dream. Hey, no, I know that feeling. I'm still hoping one day someone decides Kingdom would be a good financial decision to translate. Oh, yeah. I know they're never going to, but... <laughs> People have been asking for a while. But, uh, yeah, uh, at the beginning of this, we always like to go around, ask everyone their familiarity with the series. Uh, I kind of started already, so um, I was actually completely unfamiliar with this. Blue Giant, in case we haven't mentioned that yet, mildly confused me because I have read both Blue Period and Blue Lock, and I'm like, ah, good, it will match those, and kind of? <laughs> like a weird cross between in the middle of those two, I would say. But uh, otherwise, this was a fresh read for me. Um, Jay, uh, any different from you? Uh, not any different. Um, completely fresh and new eyes. Cool. And then uh, Darren, uh, wh what do you know about Blue Giant? I knew nothing about it. Uh, I went into a bookstore one day as I'm doing like maybe once or twice a week, like probably too much. Uh, just saw it on the shelves, like the first Omnibus volume that came out and being really into uh, music myself. Um, I'm a drummer and I'm like working on my own music based comic series. So anything with like a music focus, I'm like all in on. So I picked it up and then here I am so much down the road and I've, I've read all three of the Omnibuses that are out right now. So cool. I'm up to snuff. Cool, cool, cool. Well, uh, I guess uh, let's get started with it then. Um, one thing I like really like about this manga, but then also kind of um, grates on me a little, is like how much of it is really just slice of life. Oh yeah, like, it's it's real chill, and like it it takes a little to wean into, but then you're like, okay, because you get a lot of like uh, montage scenes of like memories interlaced with like uh, we have our main character uh, Miyamoto uh, Dai. 
through some various uh, things, uh, really wants to be a jazz musician uh, on account of he his upperclassman friend, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, forgive me if I'm Dai's friends look very similar, and the wiki was not helpful for. <laughs> A lot of them look similar. What I have uh, written down is uh, his name is Shuhei. Essentially, he he had a friend who was a year older who got really into jazz uh, through like records and stuff. Uh, and then f like on the day he graduated junior high or maybe they went. Oh, they went to the same middle school together. He wasn't older because he went to prep school rather than the high school uh, die went to, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure how much that when they knew each other, like factors as much in as like what happens after they uh after Shuhei takes him to that um live jazz show and mm -hmm. is like kind of disillusioned by like he's like this is not what I listen to on the records it doesn't sound like the album at all this is a pretender and it's like nah man you're not hearing jazz <laughs> and that's um like a real strong motivating factor in this though is that like a lot of people don't get jazz and like a lot of characters in this don't really understand what it is and like the occasional one will hear it and like feel something in it and really connects with it. But like the vast majority of people are just hearing noise and it's really interesting to get that perspective from people. Yeah, I don't think that's too different from uh, the real world either. Like I mean, fair. jazz is kind of a secondary uh, genre and I wouldn't say I'm like huge into it either. Like I like it a lot, but um, it it's not on my playlist at all times. But yeah, uh, essentially though, what that uh, spurs in um, Dai is that he really wants to be a jazz musician and he is practicing his uh, tenor sax basically every single day. Yeah, yeah, every day. He's playing his heart out. He's I want to become the best uh, jazz player in the world. He is full like shown in action hero motivation right now. Oh, yeah. The second chapter really like embodies that because it starts with his uh, school friends going like, did you know there's Oni Hill? Yeah, some <laughs> guy tried to climb it with his bike, but he couldn't. He stopped midway through. I guess there's some things impossible for human beings. And Dai's just like, well, no, there's a road there. Obviously, it can't be impossible. No, it's impossible. Someone tried and gave up. I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> It's not impossible for a shonen manga protagonist. He gets uh, advice from the music store owner because yeah. he's been going there to buy reeds because he, he plays his reeds until they just like fray and are not good to use anymore. Mm -hmm. To the point that the music store owner is convinced, hey, are you like part of a jazz band? Because the amount of reeds you're using is ridiculous. He's like, no, I play all of these myself. And he's like, oh, you are a shonen protagonist. <laughs> I just have to say that that part in particular, embarrassingly enough, I am a former woodwind. I played clarinet and then later on saxophone, alto sax myself. And this portion was particularly, dare I say, triggering for me. Oh no. Before, before he went into the reed shop and the fact that he was just like, oh, this, I'm, I'm out of reeds yet again. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> reeds are not cheap at all and i'm like later on I'll, I'll go into greater detail but i mean there was just so much so much of this that was i dare i say triggering because i'm just like all that money that was just wasted by not you know having the proper form and proper technique and knowing how to protect your instrument protect your tools would have saved this high schooler so much money 
Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, Die is self-taught when it comes to the saxophone. He is not part of a music club or anything. He's a basketball player who plays tenor sax on the side by himself. He's got a lot of heart, a lot of drive, and no idea what he's doing. He cannot read music, it comes up later. <laughs> like, he, the fact he figured out the fingerings is kind of amazing on its own. <laughs> I mean, not really, because if you have a good ear, you're able to pick up the tone. So you, you don't necessarily have to be able to read music. Fair. It, it, you're right. It does get established that Dai actually does have a pretty good ear. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he goes to the music school of brute forcing his way through things. <laughs> Um, and essentially what he gets told is, um, he is playing on the bank of a river and is constantly just like, yeah, I have to play so loud because I can't even hear myself because it just echoes so much. Oh and, my gosh. And this is just so, I mean, and, we'll get into and, this later, but I'm just like, oh, I wonder why you can't hear yourself literally <laughs> blowing into the open air on the side of a riverbank. I'm so interested to hear more. Yeah. Cause, um, <laughs> like he, the music uh shop owner is essentially like no no you need to practice in a place with like good acoustics i know yes. there is like an abandoned tunnel at the top of this hill like if you just take like a car up there or something it's like no i'm gonna bike up oni hill i that's probably not recommended no i'm gonna do it well, and then I mean, it to be fair he is a high school student so i mean i don't know how accessible cars are you know to high school students so i mean that kind of makes sense like oh just take a car it's like who do you think i am I mean, the, the hill not... was established at the beginning of this chapter to be almost impossible to bike up, and we get a montage of him pushing through the pain to bike up it. And I'm not sure how often this comes up in uh, the first omnibus, but uh, there's a lot of panels of him just, like, looking at his wallet, and it's empty. He's He doesn't have money for a car or to uh, get somebody to drive him up there. trying to insinuate that he get a ride from someone, or yeah, what? Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, take the bus or something. But no, he's he's clearly spending all of his money on reeds. Yeah. Uh, it hurts so badly. <laughs> and also, like, I did marching band as well, and it was having to practice on the practice field. We did most of our music practice inside the band room because, specifically, because of the acoustics yeah. um, in an enclosed space, as opposed to, like, out on the field, you could be playing the main feature and still not even be able to hear yourself within all of the, you know, all of the kerfuffle that was going on, whether we're running drill or whether we're trying to listen look, to our directors look, screaming at everyone. It's great. Look, look at you talking about your traditional music education. You can't learn jazz in a classroom. You got to learn jazz on the streets. I mean, true. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, my experience with music is like playing the drums. So I'm always trying to get quieter, not louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Die, die is established to have two volume settings, which is loud and louder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, essentially, he makes it to the top of this impossible tunnel or this impossible hill where there's a tunnel that has amazing acoustics. And the second he gets in, he's like, I can hear myself play. Nice. And like, <laughs> so continues to play extremely loud and i'm just like the tenacity of this guy's mm -hmm. eardrums is great mm -hmm. gotta build up a tolerance i wonder if he have, has to worry about like any cars passing by or something like in the tunnel while he's playing that was Maybe. also my kind of my thought but like <sighs> it might be a, a band quote unquote abandoned but i'm pretty sure there was like the occasional car or whatever mm -hmm. yeah but huh. yeah after his uh his first um also because i know someone will complain at this uh th we, we are aware this is a senin comic 
I'm just saying Shonen because that's very much Dai's personality. Uh, oh, is it? I actually did not know that. Yep, yeah, it is. It is. Senin is a marketing term, is all it matters. <laughs> it's. It is not a genre description. Yeah. Okay, what, what would what would be you know the training? Well, we have the training arc. There's one big training arc. I was going to say, what's the <laughs> tournament arc? Well, I oh. think we've got a tournament arc set up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, and then the the very next vignette with this is um, it's revealed that Die has a job at a local gas station, like minor service repair shop kind of thing, and he has one of his classmates come in. Iri from the uh, rock and roll club who's just like, hey, you, grease monkey, wash my car. Oh, man, do you like jazz? That old people music? And he's like, no, jazz is really cool. No, rock and roll is really cool. He's like, I, I don't think I like you. And Iri's like, no, I'm a villain. You're not supposed to like me. And like, Iri's just a giant dick this entire scene. Yeah, I... Uh... I think he gets more screen time in like uh, the other ones, but I'm I'm trying to avoid. I'm I'm <laughs> glad he comes back because he seems yeah. real cool. <laughs> he changes in his ways. That's good because like what he is in this like first instance really is just like showing you Dai's personality because yeah. he he shows up again at the um, the Chinese restaurant in town where they're getting gyoza or Jay fact check me is gyoza Chinese. Talking about the dish, yes. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Are you talking about the term gyoza that's also used in Japan? No, I, I meant the restaurant they went to was a Chinese restaurant. Oh, probably. There's tons yeah. of Chinese and current, like, all, mm -hmm. all that stuff, yes. They're at their eating with the rest of the basketball club, and he breaks it, <laughs> hits die with his guitar, and then makes his guitar apologize to him in, like, possibly the cringiest panel in this. I was uncomfortable. I'm just like, what? Because he does like a baby voice for his guitar. And he's just like, oh, I'm so sawy. And I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, that whole thing is a little bit weird. And it's it's great, though, because Dai essentially gets right up in his face and is just like, no, jazz is really cool. Don't like and looks like he's about ready to like start a fight with this guy. But then he just backs off. He's like, nah, jazz is really cool. And then he goes to his job and is just like, hey, boss, can I punch you? I'm really angry and I'm currently keeping it deep down inside as is healthy, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> which is uh, how Dai deals with things is. <laughs> oh, negative things happen. Well, that's getting shoved deep down inside. Uh, At first, it just felt like he forgot about being angry. And then he's just like, oh, jazz, because every time he mm -hmm. every time the word jazz even like comes up, he just lights up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, and it's it's not actually until like later chapters where he actually vocalizes. Nope, I'm making a conscious effort to push down those emotions and think about how cool jazz is. And I'm like, ooh, buddy. It's not healthy at all. It's, yeah. not, it's not healthy, but you want to be a jazz musician. So that's also kind of what you need to do. <laughs> I don't know what kind of mentality you have to have to like be a jazz musician. But I mean, I could see it being something like that. Well, it's like any other job where you use your pain to <laughs> influence your work. <laughs> Probably not healthy in the long run. Um, that's all I ever use for my work. <laughs> so that's the main part of this little vignette. Because Dai is like constantly out so late, like he goes to basketball, he does all of his like extracurriculars, and then he goes up to that place or sometimes just the bank of the river and plays jazz on the saxophone for like four hours a night. Like something ridiculous. He's coming home at 11 p.m. consistently. To the point that his dad is like waiting up watching the evening news and like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, like his dad's kind of 
I don't know what the vibe I'm getting from his dad is. He's, uh, he's got... I don't know, because we get the scene where he's the like manager of a grocery store and yeah. someone's trying to sell leather wallets to him. And like every other scene I read, I could like place why that was there. I don't know why the leather wallet scene was there. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I didn't write anything down about that because that just kind of like fell off and then it wasn't about that in the end. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like a weird transition thing. I think it might be like a comedy beat because like they do keep away the fact that he's the manager of a grocery store until like the very end. Like, sir, I can't sell this here, sir. This is a grocery store. And I'm like, OK, I, I can. See. I would think that maybe it's like to set up since I mean, if this is the first time you're seeing him, like, you know, that by the time uh, Die gets to him and is like, I want to do jazz, I want to drop out of school. I don't I don't want to play basketball anymore like jazz is what I want to do like you're waiting for this manager type guy to be like oh no you can't do that no Dai's dad is actually super supportive of his son's wants oh, yeah. which is weird. it's super weird because his older brother is also in this scene and his older brother like came over to watch his sister while his dad was at work like the weird point where Dai was out doing his jazz practice the older brother, Masayuki, um, is his brother. Yeah. And, like, his brother's there watching. And, like, I didn't pick up that it was his brother for a second, other than, like, the daughter says, big brother's here. And I'm like, oh, is she just being, like, nice to... Because the way he's treated is as if he's one of the dad's friends. Because, like, the second the dad gets home, he's just like, oh, I was headed out anyway. You, you could spend the night. Nah, not close enough to the office. Oh, I just got that he was, like, um, old enough to kind of be on his own. And that's, like, the dynamic that they have. But, like, there's a weird relationship with the... Oh, yeah. Like, it's definitely strained for some reason. I think it's weird with all of them. I mean, I theorize that it's strained because they obvious they all had different reactions to, the, to his wife and his mother's passing. Mm -hmm. And that tends to be the trend of, like, the husband handled it very differently than the children did kind of thing. And it kind of causes some alienation here. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 dad is going to a bar every night after work and having his <laughs> oldest son watch his middle school daughter. I think she's middle school, and he doesn't know what's going on with Die. Die just comes in whenever, yep. and uh, yep. and he's like, I don't even know what he wants to do with his life. And then Die's just like, Hey, I want to be a jazz musician, and he's just like, Cool. That's yeah, he's, he, he was actually very supportive. He's like, I don't really know too much about jazz, but I, you seem passionate about it. Go for it, kid. Yeah, I, I actually really liked him in this scene, although there is the nagging feeling of his relationship with the older brother that I kind of want to know more about the dad's personality. Yeah. But until I hear more of that, I'm going to assume he's just a cool dad in the leagues of the dad in blue period, who's just blindly supportive of their son's like artistic goals. Yeah, I mean, that's nice to see. I read blue period, too, so... Um... I mean, you can always like uh, maybe think that there's going to be an arc where they have to like convince their parents or something, but maybe it's nice to skip past that and get to the other stuff, or maybe it would have been nice to have it in there. I don't, I can't really say. After he's like gone to his dad and said like, hey, I want to be a jazz musician. And the dad's just like, cool, go for it. Um, Die really like doubles down on everything uh, to the point that he is practicing up in his um, tunnel on the top of the mountain. Uh, when the music store owner uh, walks up there, hmm, I doubt he walked up there, but I guess he just kind of shows up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he um, kind of just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, because we, we, there's a lot of establishing shots to prove how difficult it is to get to the tunnel. I didn't think of that. 
but he does just show up there and it's like, oh man, you really do practice here every day. I know a jazz bar in town that you should totally have a gig at. And he's like, what, a gig? <gasps> he's clearly never even thought about trying to get a gig before. No, he, he's just been like, I just want to play jazz, so I'm going to do it by myself in a tunnel. Like some kind of jazz troll. Naivete to him that he's just like, if he just practices every day, he'll just get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he's like, I just got to keep training and then I'll be the strongest. Yeah. It's nice. It's refreshing. And clearly, like, the music store owner, at the very least, like, hears something in him. And he's like, yeah, this guy can play jazz. And there happens to be a jazz bar in town. And then, like, as he's, like, going on this, oh, man, I've got a gig. He's just, like, walking on air. Like, nothing can bring him down. He's too happy. But this is a story about jazz, so he needs some trouble in his life. That's when his best friend, Mitsuaki, uh, tells him, hey... My dad really messed up at his job, so now we have to move. And I'm like, okay. I want to know what he did. Yeah, the fact is, he didn't just find another job. They had to leave not just the town or the city, the region. We gotta <laughs> leave town. My dad really messed up at his job. He's in trouble with the law. Definitely, or the Yakuza or something. Because <laughs> we actually talk, like, what time period is this? Maybe the 80s? Because they don't have cell phones pop like a lot i think we get oh, flash to modern day yeah when we get those like behind the music scenes at the so end of the might be show. like 80s early 90s or something like that i'd say early 90s because there's a gas shortage in one of the flashbacks mm -hmm. oh yeah and that that kind of tracks with um that time period i don't know it's it's definitely set in the past because they don't have cell phones except for the one character who mentions hashtags but i think that's a joke um uh, <laughs> trying to think i feel like i've seen them pound sign guys it, it it's weird because they're the the flashbacks at the end definitely skip a large number of years so yeah his uh friend is gonna have to move away uh there's a bit of back and forth where die goes to his dad and says hey you know big brother uh moved out of the house uh his room's empty could my friend live there until the end of school and dad in his infinite <laughs> the ability to not care just goes like yeah sure whatever <laughs> he says it's i don't know how close they are to graduating but it's like effectively like a few months yeah it, it, it would be half the school year because it's summer break that's still just a really agreeable dad i mean i would have to imagine he's like met mitsuaki just like one of those close friendships where like the the dad take or the parents take care of the other kid too Plus the dad's just like, I've seen Dai's other friends. I would much prefer he only hangs out with Mitsuaki. I like this one. <laughs> the other ones are weird. <laughs> and um, essentially what happens is uh, Mitsuaki goes like, hey, I know you did a lot for me and like I could live here. And I, I know I've been complaining, saying my family's garbage and I don't need them. But I'm still going to move with them because it is important to be a family. Eh. And like Dai admittedly respects that. Sucks down all the grief he's feeling, shoves it deep down in his jazz place, and then goes, well, we're going to have a really cool going away party. And then proceeds to only invite him. <laughs> and the date. Yeah, despite... it, is a, yeah. it is a date. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> it is a date. It, it, is, it is a date, actually. Oh, yeah, it looks like a, a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, they, they bowl for 10 f frames? Games? 10 games. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then they go to the Chinese restaurant, which at this point I'm going to assume is the only restaurant in town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and eat, like, way too many plates of gyoza. 
and then go to the karaoke bar where Dai, being the best friend he could be, smuggles in a beer and they drink it outside of the view of the camera. And then he plays him a song. Snuck in his saxophone. Yeah, this is 100% a date. You're right. I, I didn't think about it, but it makes so much sense because it's not like Dai doesn't have other friends that he could have invited to a going away party. He's like, no, this needs to be intimate. I mean, they went bowling, they had dinner, they had drinks, and now he's serenading it with music. They shared the same drink. He looks at uh, Mitsuwaki in the eye and he says, it's okay to cry, and then just plays him more of the song. I love that so much because he starts, and there's like a lot of, like one thing this manga does really well, and like it's this scene right here is where it starts is when Dai really gets into playing yeah. you'll get like a whole bunch of really cool like camera shots of like different angles oh, yeah. and like I I've talked about this in other manga like I absolutely love it when mangaka get like cinematography like become cinematographers for a second and just do random like shifts of perspective you don't need to do it in fact it's probably much harder but like it it looks so good yeah and something about it is trying to capture like the um the intensity and the the like the sound of it um because I, I mean i know from trying to like capture music in comics before like i can tell he's trying to like make you feel what the song is like through mm -hmm. that motion and like it's really impactful and then you get the single panel of him stopping for a second and going like it's okay to cry and then <laughs> continues playing just as powerfully and i'm like that in certain contexts could be kind of creepy <laughs> I think in this context, it's still a little creepy, but he's that good at jazz. You're like, oh, man, you guys really convinced me this is a lot more romantic than I thought it was on the first oh, yeah. screen. I mean, if you break it down, <laughs> it kind of is. Especially because we know Dai has other friends. So, yeah, he purposely made this a solo thing. Yep. <laughs> he didn't want to invite anyone else. Yeah, probably that... set some mood lighting and everything. Oh, and then he brings out the saxophone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's at that point that um, I love that chapter. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good chapter. Uh, do we get the first behind the music like scene at the end of that chapter or is it at the end? of? No. OK, um, Mitsuaki comes back in the behind the music, though, at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking I'm flipping through it. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's uh, it's kind of harder to tell because of the omnibus edition, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's probably just at the end of each volume. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, no. So essentially, his friend is now gone. He goes to school the very next day and is just like, OK, cool. I need to look up in the English dictionary what the word live means. And then because that word has a lot of <laughs> definitions, he has to go down to like the fifth one. Um, it's like in person. Yeah, that's it. Would that yeah. have had to have been like a translation thing? Because that's so strange to do. <laughs> like what is live? I could see the word live being used as like English. Exactly. And it's kind of like if you don't attach context to it, like yeah. he sees live and I'm sure he has English lessons. But I mean, like, yeah, what does this meaning what does this mean in context? You know, it's just kind of like I know it has something to do with life, but what does it mean? You know, mm -hmm. that's something that's kind of absent from the cultural like lens of I have to put it like contextual lens of what what does this word mean that I see you know posted on bars or posted on like well it's, it's a loan word is the thing like yeah but I mean to assume that like immediately just printing something everyone in, in the society knows what it means it's like mm -hmm. no not always I mean die, die doesn't frequent a lot of nightclubs 
He also, we don't know how he does academically because a lot of his school life is like he doesn't really pay attention or he's not really interested, you know. When he he comes back from summer break, his uh, friends are telling him he's not doing well. (laughs) (laughs) So, but um, yeah, so Dai is pushed down all the bad feelings about his friend leaving and is like, cool, I've got a gig. I'm becoming a jazz musician. It's really cool. And he's got it at the jazz bar in town called Bird, um, where he meets like a kind of squirrely man, Kawanishi, who is the owner, owner of the jazz bar, but not the financer of the jazz bar, which is an important distinction uh, as um, he's essentially been brought on uh, to play the saxophone for the jazz band that normally performs there. I guess their sax player took some time off for three days, I think was the... Yeah, like it was three days. And like, so he's just filling in and their jazz band comes in like it's a regular day. They're hungover from the last night. Uh, it's like it's they're a jazz band. Like they they do this every day at the jazz bar. Potentially, they probably play other places, but like that's their main gig. Die has the great thing of like, hey, so we're going to play this set and we're going <laughs> to hear some sheet music. And he says, like, oh, I can't read sheet music. They're actually pretty understanding about it because they're just one by one. They're like, um, they say that and then standard numbers. Sorry, go ahead. He's like, oh, man, that's heavy. Like, oh, cool. (laughs) You're a real jazz musician. You don't even know how to read. Like, he's not making a great first impression. They go standard numbers. and Like, I don't know what that is either. It's like, okay, we can work with this. Just, Just play jazz. We'll figure it out. And like. It starts off with them getting the song set and then he starts he starts playing and he's like horribly off key and they're like, okay, we can adjust to that. <laughs> he's loud and he has to get told to quiet down. And he he actually like gets into focus in a bit up until he has to do a solo. <laughs> oh yeah. And unfortunately, he thinks like being a saxophone player of a jazz band, a solo is your time to shine. And he plays as loud and hard as he can to the crowd of like four people there. He gets like in the zone until he realizes no one else is playing anymore. And there is a man who has been yelling at him to pipe it down. Man, I can't think of anything worse than just like playing and like getting really into it. And then like you notice that everybody else has stopped. Mm-hmm. Like who knows how long ago? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. <laughs> <sighs> and like it's it's just like if i were in that uh situation i would be like traumatized <laughs> like oh yeah in all fairness i think die is too but because as we've seen it's like it way, again it's pushing it down again which we get like an amazing scene of he packs up the guy is still yelling at him uh the owner of the bar tries to apologize and he yells i'm not mad at you i'm yelling at the kid and i'm like dude just just let him leave None of that hurts me so much as the other bandmate that's just like half-heartedly smiling at him, going like, you're good for tonight. You, you, you can go. You did, you did what you needed to do. Oh, no, nothing hurts more to me reading than when he's leaving the uh, lead singer. She's just like, well, let's, uh, let's bring it down a little softer to something, a kind oh. of music only adults can appreciate. Yeah, like he, I think he hears that last bit as he's leaving. Yeah. His like, like, it focuses on his ear and it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's like the final kick. And that's I'm like, harsh. Oh. 
And we get, like, a great scene of him. He doesn't go home. He wanders around the park at, like, the middle of the night and, like, just sits on the bench. And I'm like, I have been there. I have, like, had the, like, horrible thing happen to me. And I'm like, I'm going to wander around a park in the middle of the night and just sit on a park bench for a bit. Like, yeah. that, is a, that is a unique feeling. Except Dai looks up, breathes real deeply, pushes it all down, and then starts smiling. And I'm like, buddy, you're alone. Who are you lying to? <laughs> himself i mean yeah oh man but yeah that i really love the scene with like it's real somber it's like a park at night it's yeah and, and it's, it's just die pushing his emotions down again it's not <sighs> maybe the correct way to handle it but at the same time if you just like shut down and decide that's where you give up like that's no good either yeah he, he's not quitting which is fair yeah. like like it's not I guess he's got an outlet for these negative emotions, so it's not entirely unhealthy, but it is still kind of unhealthy. He should probably, like, address how badly it went instead of just mm -hmm. being like, ah, Yeah, because his, his, pl his plan is to just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Which is not a plan. <laughs> you gotta learn from it. Yeah, and, like, he's not. He's just gonna keep practicing the same way he's been doing, louder and harder, because clearly he wasn't doing it good enough, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, he, he does rebound and like it's summer break. So he practices beginning of the day because he doesn't have to wait until after school or anything. Uh, but it is also the middle of summer. So he is playing his very expensive sax in the middle of like <laughs> 90 to 100 degree heat to the point. It's got to be at least 100 degrees because he sweats through two shirts like yeah. like it is it is Japanese like summer. So, you know, it's hot and humid. So neither of those is great for his instrument. The poor cork and padding. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And that stuff's expensive to get, you know, conditioned back into workable order. Again, this was a cringe moment for me because I'm just like all it takes is somebody who knows instruments to tell him. I mean, he eventually learns, but it's just a very expensive lesson. Like, that's the thing. It's not even someone who really knows instruments. It's a farmer <laughs> who just comes up like, hey, you uh, you probably shouldn't be playing that in the middle of this uh, summer heat. That seems like a bad idea. You know, if you want to become a famous jazz musician, you need to take care of your very expensive tools because not everyone can repair them. You know, there are people who are self-taught in repair but if you're not that, the specialty shops will charge you like an arm and a leg to get these repairs done, especially in Japan, I imagine. Especially because he's in the middle of like a small town in Japan. So there's probably only actually the music store owner would probably be pretty nice to him. <laughs> he should probably have said something at this point. Yeah. I mean, well, if if he truly has, you know, dies best interests in mind, because I mean, that is his bottom line is stay in business. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, kid, you should totally practice in the middle of the sun. Also, like, you know, if you hear like a weird sound, just whack it against the ground a few times. <laughs> you need a new sax every other year. Yeah. Normal. New. Oh, what? You haven't finished paying off the first one? Don't worry. You can refinance. The latest model. The newest in saxophone technology. Oh. He would be so easy to die would be so easy to manipulate in that way. It's kind yeah. of unfortunate. He would probably believe it. He would. Like, I'm like, not oh. trying to discourage, you know, like, non-traditionally trained, you know, freestyle artists, but at least know the tools, the very expensive yeah. tools that you're using, because you'll save yourself so much money in the long run. Mm -hmm. Or take the effort to learn about them. Yeah. The effort to learn to read music. Uh, 
I mean, you don't have to. A lot of the greats didn't have to learn how to read music. Like, I'm not going to hold that against Die. It's really just the mistreatment, the unintentional mistreatment of his instrument. He really that... is like a kid that's gotten an instrument. Like, and that's why they're really cheap usually. Yeah. Like, if you they have student class and then they have intermediate and they have professional, like super expensive. And we learn later on his brother got him the super expensive best yeah. of the best. Because his brother is trying to buy his family's affection because something is going on between the brother and the dad. <laughs> yeah, no. So the one thing that comes from this, though, is the farmer, as he's leaving, just goes like, hey, by the way, you weren't bad or anything. It was actually pretty good. Uh, if you play this night, I'll come by and uh, listen to you sometime. And he's just like, oh, someone doesn't think I'm garbage. Cool. We already passed by where the dog pees on his yeah, the, uh, saxophone the, the, case. The, the dog pees on his saxophone case, and then you find out the dog belongs to the farmer, and he's just like, oh, that guy likes him. It's like, wait, that dog peed on my saxophone case. <laughs> and it's pretty fun. And uh, Oh, yeah, then this is where the behind the music yes. happens, where we get, like, these flash forwards, I guess, to characters like um, Mitsuaki is the first one, and he's now, like, an adult, and, like, an older adult at that, too, like... Like, he looks to be, like, full-on salary man. Like, yeah. he, he's established in his career. And he is holding this jazz man's hat. And he's just like, yeah, no, I uh, didn't believe that Dai became the best jazz musician ever until I saw him perform. And he was wearing this hat. And I'm like, I see what you're doing here, comic. You're setting <laughs> up that Dai actually does become the best jazz musician in the world. You're setting up that he starts wearing hats. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were reading One Piece and then the third chapter was and that was when Luffy, King of the Pirates, went to me and was like, <laughs> One Piece is really cool. Wear my hat. Mitsuaki is looking really like um, he's got that look in his eyes. I just want to reiterate from earlier. He's, you know, yeah. he's just like, I hold on to this hat forever. Uh, <laughs> I've got a special place for this hat on my head. He so probably could have talked to him, but he stole it. Well, you can't talk to a great jazz musician. Not when it's been so long. Because he barged in. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, and then the other one is the the old man farmer who looks much older now. Yeah. Like he's got a cane and he talks about like, oh, I had a dog at the time. What was that dog's name even? And I'm like, dude, you forgot your dog's name? How many years has this been? I didn't think about that. But yeah, you, you would surely remember your dog's name. Well, he has a picture of another dog, so I think what he's trying to do is figure out which of his dogs was alive when he met him the first time. But, like, that's still a weirdly long amount of time to have to think back on. This is still heartbreaking. Does that, um, I'm trying to figure out, does that arc, like, happen in this omnibus? Does Barnum come back? Okay, we just never get told mind. that Barnum dies by the old man in his behind-the-music flashback. It's, uh, ooh, just that second omnibus where that comes up. I, I'm pretty sure it's in the second one then. Gotcha rough we already know what happens because they behind the music spoiler for us yeah. but um yeah so we come back uh beginning of volume two uh it is the summer festival and we are not following die for a second we are following um a girl by the name oh my god i just realized her name is mai and she is the love interest for a guy named die <laughs> cool that's well um uh it's miwa isn't it oh i thought it was mai Maybe I'm wrong. She's also apparently like a huge Amazon giraffe woman or something. <laughs> they they mention that she's really tall a lot. Yeah, and this is where what I was saying earlier, there's a character who um is, what thinks while going by her is just oh, um, yeah. 
Sorry, me or my. Oh, it's me. Okay, so I. Both right. We we yeah we just had other sides of the name. So yeah, her name is Mai, and she's the love interest of a guy named Dai. She is walking around the festival. Um, she gets separated from her friends. Aren't great friends? I think is pretty consistent. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think they're ever featured if they're not like subtly bullying her or saying Dai's a loser. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, like, but um, she is walking around uh and. Here's some jazz music being played as she's clearly being bullied by guys just walking by going like, oh, man, it's a weird giraffe girl. Hashtag cryptid sighting. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> she's not even that tall. Like, No, I think she is taller than Die a little bit. But I mean, I don't think Die's that tall either. No, he was on the basketball team. It is really short. That's right. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, so she finds her way to the side of the river and sits down and like wants to listen to him practice and he immediately stops and goes like well no i gotta buy you a drink he's like no you really don't no i definitely do and he runs away buys her a barley like the giant thing of barley tea and she's like oh cool i guess he's like did you get anything i can't afford two drinks i'm flat broke she's like you really shouldn't have bought me one then and it's just die die desperately wants to impress her and i love it and then he's he's too embarrassed to play the sax for her because he's not truly in love with her as he was with mitsuaki mitsuaki yeah <laughs> that's he, the true he, test he bared his heart and soul to mitsuaki but when it comes to playing for mai he's just like no she hasn't earned it yet and they do end up splitting the barley tea and it's got my favorite like little two panel gag where she drinks from it he looks at the cap and he's just like nope you got to be a man just straight drink it don't do the like indirect kissu thing and then he does and i'm like good job that's how you know this is a senin and not a shonen <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he just manned up uh but um yeah uh, essentially he comes down to like nope practicing is something you do alone she's like oh well i i really wanted to hear you play jazz and he's like no we can just sit here and talk and she's like oh cool. wait till you're on the run from the law <laughs> we got yakuza have to be chasing your family <laughs> special circumstances Look, I want to know what Mitsuaki was doing at that concert then. I, th I think he might have joined the Yakuza to, like, clear up his father's debt. <laughs> That's why he stole the hat. He knew it was going to be worth millions. Hey, sell it back. Yep. Oh, man. But, yep. And, like, it's got the great scene where they're sitting on the bank and Dai just goes like, So, uh, do you like jazz? And she's like, no. I I've never listened to it. I just listen to popular music. And he's like, hold on, I'm going to blow your mind. It puts his iPod on her and she's, you know what? He does have an iPod. This has got to be at least like late 90s, if oh, not yeah. early 2000s, because it's at least an MP3. Scroll wheel on it. Yeah, it's got a, it's an iPod. So, yeah, hmm, that's that settles some things. But um, yeah, no. And um, he's he <laughs> like cranks it up to full volume and he's just like and she's like, that's really loud. You should stop. He's like, no, listen to it at full volume. It's OK to cry. Die. Cop, stop telling people that. <laughs> Wait, does it say it again? No, I just was making a joke. Because <laughs> I could see him doing that. He does say something to the simmer of like, doesn't it? It's more emotional if you hear it at full volume. And she's like, wow, you're right. This does sound completely different. Jazz is cool. And it's like, good. I am slowly converting people to know that jazz is cool. This is like, that's one of my favorite things about the character is that he's just, um, this is the same thing that it's like, I love to see from like anybody in real life when they just like, 
geek out about their favorite thing and they like just you know you can see them like light up and and they just love to talk about it and you can't get them to stop like mm -hmm. i i love that stuff yeah like it's very easy to respect passion like yeah and he he has a lot of it for jazz and um essentially what happens is uh my and die like just ditch the festival she's still in a yukata and they just go walking around town at this point uh, is it now we get the flashback that Dai had attempted to uh, ask her out to the beach in front of all her friends? Yeah, and that was when she couldn't answer because she was caught off guard, and all her friends answered for her. Oh no, no, she said she had to go to her grandmother's. And yeah, then her it's friend been like a like a no, I don't want to do anything with you. It was just like I'm I'm busy that day, and then he just like sorry and walks away. And then her friends are just like, "What a creep!" Yeah, aren't you supposed to email or something? And I'm like, man. You Mai's friends suck. <laughs> Dai's friends also suck, but like in a different way. <laughs> he does the same thing again, too. He like he walks yep. away and he's smiling. He's like, oh, this is nothing. Just pushing that down, too. Nope. It's yep. that's some rejection that I'll use for jazz. I did not pick up on on that before getting on here, but he does push down a lot of stuff. No, no. And like it's, I noticed it at the end of this reading. And then when I was doing the notes and like going through the chapters, I'm like, no, he does that same like breathing whenever he faces like negative emotions. He does a deep breath and then smiles. Yeah. And like. That's him, like, literally eating his negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And, like, it, it really comes out when you get the flashback with the brother. And, like, that's when you start getting, like, yeah, it's portrayed as a really happy, like, family. Like, Guy's life is actually portrayed as pretty good. Yeah. It's when you start seeing the background of what his situation actually is. You're like, wait, no, Guy, you've got, like, some serious problems here. It's it's okay to feel bad about that. And he's like, nope, everything's great. But, like, um, the, the main thing is why um, Mai and Dai are uh, walking through the town. Um... They come up to these two kids like practicing their brand. They're, they're playing a gig on the street with their band and they're like, oh, cool. Live music. Neat. And this drunk guy comes by, goes like, shut up. You're ruining my buzz with your crappy music. And they're like, what? And then Die comes in. It's like, hey, no, it's OK to suck at music. They're at least out here playing. And you get this great panel of the two guys going like, wait, no, we suck at music. What? <laughs> this kind of seems like him dealing a little bit with um the the guy yeah. from earlier because the the drunk guy uh says the same thing he's like pipe down um yep. yeah, he, and then he, i like, is taking their uh the band side for it and kind of working through it that way yeah because die won't stand up for himself he'll stand up for other people yeah which i mean to a degree can be okay but like what die's doing is not <laughs> <laughs> don't you think every musician sucks when they start out there's how that. much they suck they need to <laughs> just like die you're not helping <laughs> you're really unpacking some personal feelings of like self-doubt here yeah they just uh he does say sorry about it but yeah, yeah. you know and it's great too because as they're walking away Mai is just like wow that was really cool were you scared and he's like yeah i was absolutely terrified <laughs> Oh, man. And then, uh, yeah, we, we cut to the next day where uh, die is practicing uh, when um the uh, owner of the uh, jazz bar, uh, Kawanishi, Kawanishi. Yeah. Yep, shows up and he like apologizes to Dai. He's like, look, hey, the old guy who yelled at you, he's the guy who owns the place. He just likes smooth jazz, which as a real jazz guy, I know you'll know smooth jazz isn't real jazz. But I like <laughs> real jazz. Hard jazz. The kind of jazz that it's okay to cry to. <laughs> 
I'm sure there's a lot of subtext here, uh, but no, uh, he, he invites him back there's to the no subtext in jazz. <laughs> no, it's all it's exactly. Text. You hear it and that's what it is. Yep. But he um, he apologizes and says, hey, I want you to play in the bar. No one else is going to be there. Like, I, I want to hear you play again. And like, I've got an idea that could help you out. And Dai's just like, OK, I've kind of gotten over my like like fear of rejection a little bit because I've like dealt with someone else's problems and like. I've pushed it down to the point I'm okay going back to the bar. And he goes and he walks up the stairs and he gets into the bar and is like, oh no, there was the old drunk from earlier that I chewed out. He was yeah. very mean and he's going to yell at me. I'll just leave now. At which point Kawanishi has parked the car and gotten up like, oh, hey, Dai, you met um, uh, Yui is the guy's name. I don't think yeah. he gets introduced in this first scene, but that is his name. Says like, hey, he wants to play with you. And Dai's like, I never said that. He's like, no, you said you wanted to play here. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'll play with him. Yui's just like, okay, I can play piano. Let's let's see what you can do, kid. Ugh, nothing else to do but hang out in the jazz bar all day. And he starts playing on the piano and he's like, out of tune. You're going to have to fix it. And <laughs> the owner's just like, that's really expensive. And we're not really like a performance venue. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. But like, um, he has Dai play some music and he at first realizes Dai has no idea what he's doing, but like it still works. And like, there's something to the sound that he really connects with. When Dai finishes, uh, the old man, no, I say old man, he's like maybe 40 at most. <laughs> uh, Huey is just like, um, so long story short, you're terrible. You couldn't keep time. You were constantly shifting. You were flat. I think something might be off with your sacks, but Look at the owner and the owner's in the corner crying. And he says, like, you clearly did something right. There's something about your sound that really resonates with people. Makes them cry. Yeah. And that's that's hard to teach. I can work with you. Also, you're definitely going to need to know how to read music because that's kind mm -hmm. of important moving forward. And he's like, OK. <laughs> and that's when he says he's going to teach him. Yeah. And like then we this is when we get like the montage of a few chapters that is Dai's training arc <laughs> as also, one of my favorite panels is um, Yui teaching him, this is a G note, G. I want you to play a G note. And then Dai plays the G note. And then he's like surrounded by the letter G on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, good, good. You know G. I like any of the panels where um, you see him like kind of uh, mouthing like the sounds or like doing scat. And you just see like doot, doot, toot, boot, boot, doot, mm -hmm. doot. Oh, my favorite during the training arc is when um, he gets to the metronome. And he's like, nope, you need to go faster, faster, faster. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that's even possible to go that fast. And he's like, give me your saxophone. He's like, wait, you can play saxophone? Yeah, probably. I'm a musician. I wouldn't <laughs> teach sax if I didn't kind of know how to play one. Oh, no, I think he's supposed to know it really well. Uh, is he like a he he does not play one, though, is the thing. That's so, not his main instrument. Uh, but he, gotcha. I'm pretty sure he says something along the lines of like, I wouldn't teach sax if I didn't know sax. OK, but regardless, he's like. Yeah, I don't I can't play sax the way you play sax. That's got yeah. that emotional connection. But you know what I can do? And then cranks the metronome for like to 150 beats per minute and then just do 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 do. It's like a machine gun of dudes. And I'm like, that's a that's a pretty good panel. Let me see if I can find that one. Is that in that chapter or is that in another one? Uh, I kind of I kind of smashed all the montage training chapters yeah. together. Oh, I see the metronome. Yeah, I think the fishing trip technically takes place before it. 
But yeah, I think it's supposed to be that Yui is like kind of like technically good, but Dai has like this big, bold, unique mm. sound. He's, but yeah, he's he just he's, no direction. He's got a unique sound, yeah. whereas Yui like is very technically good. And like he admits that much when Dai says, I want to be the greatest jazz musician in the world. Yui's just like, yeah, like if you were me, I could only be a very good musician. Yeah. I lack the thing that can get you from like, I am very good at what I do to I am a phenomenon. Yeah. You have that. You're just awful at everything else currently. <laughs> it's at this point, uh, Yui notices something, which is uh, we skipped over a bit where uh, Dai goes to his job. And upon getting into work one day, his boss just goes, hey, what are you doing tomorrow at 4 a.m.? Well, I, I was going to be sleeping. Nope, you're going on a fishing trip with me. Okay, cool, boss. The cool boss. Yeah, it's a really cool boss. And um, he wakes up early, gets with his boss um, in the car. His boss's wife packs them like a giant picnic lunch. And Dai is through the moon on this because he's just like, he's talking with him as they get to the fishing spot. It's just like, wow, what a great spread. You get to eat like this every day. And his boss is like, oh, right. Your mom's dead. Oh, hi. Yeah, it's like, and like, Oh, this this makes things awkward because the reason I took you on this fishing trip was to tell you you're fire. Man, <laughs> he's just like, firing off all the wrong things. Oh, and that's got to hurt for Dai because we've established he spends all of his money on reeds. Well, yeah. I just wanted like, it's not just that Dai particularly is being, you know, called out like the entire industry has been upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, so the old man is also like talking about he's getting ready to retire and everything. Basically, they just became obsolete. Yeah, mm. they're both being canned, basically. The old man essentially says he's going to be fine because he'll he's also not an old man because his wife's actually pretty young. So I don't think he's that old. That doesn't mean anything. You know what? You're right, Jay. I, I... His wife actually isn't that old. It's like, yes, you can just, have a he, younger he, wife. He has a young <laughs> wife and an elementary school age child. So you're right. He could be 70. It doesn't matter. Uh, we just don't know. We, we don't. It's not established. But um, yeah, so I guess he could be retiring. Who knows? But he essentially says, I'll be fine. I'm worried about you two young guys because the other worker did not get to go on the apology fishing trip. So clearly he has a favorite. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, so Dai essentially gets told he's getting fired. And that comes up in the music lesson the next day because Yui's just like, hey, something's off about your playing. Did uh, did anything happen? And that's when Dai just kind of goes like, oh, yeah, I guess I got fired from my part time job effective at the end of the month. Um, I don't know how I'm going to pay for reads anymore, I assume. Like, clearly he needed the part time job for something. Yeah. So it's like, it's clearly a, he says it's not a big deal, but I don't quite think that's true. (laughs) And like, Yui also notices like, wow, because that like emotion of like the negativity showed through his playing, even though he's not like technically talented enough, he could tell like the emotional resonance there. And he's just like, there is definitely something about your playing that's really good. I could tell you were upset, even though you're not sure you're upset. (laughs) Maybe it's because he's pushing stuff down that he's so mm-hmm. good. That's what it takes. That's what your diaphragm is. It's condensed to negative emotions. Is this Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's why um, Dai's all his uh, solos are named after rice ball ingredients. <laughs> that's that's why his sister always steals the Pollock row. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> 
I don't know if it's the same restaurant or a different one, but they're like mm-hmm. always eating pot stickers. So, yep, maybe uh, it's the same one. I think it's the only restaurant in town. It's the yeah. only thing I can assume. Um, but it kind of reveals to Yui that he's like, I'm going to be the best in the world. And then Yui's just like, are you serious? Like, you can just say that yeah. like with a straight face. Yeah, because I'm a master of self-deception. No, Dai, you don't say that part out loud. <laughs> there is a level of earnesty of Dai. Like, he is dealing with the negative things in his life in a way that he has found a healthy outlet for. It's good that he isn't dealing with it in a different way, I suppose. He is channeling it into something positive. It's surprising to me that he never, like, or at least we don't ever see him, like, stress out about, like, not being able to figure out stuff. Like, I know there was that time where he, like, failed at the uh, club, but you never see him, like, fumbling over his sacks and being like, why can't I get this? Because I I think he's just that good at self-deception. Because, like, he was never good at playing sacks. Yeah. Before Yui started teaching him how to actually play it. He was just... There was something to his sound that was interesting in spite of the, like... Also, when you're doing a solo performance, it's real easy to not have to deal with, like, technicalities. Yeah. So, like, on his own, he sounded good and interesting. Not necessarily, like, great, just interesting. And, like, that was enough for Yui to go, like, yeah, you've got something that once you get to, like, technical mastery will push you the extra steps you need to be to be a really good musician. You want to be best in the world. I'm not sure that's possible, but you certainly believe it is, and that's going to get you a hell of a lot farther than me thinking it's going to work for you, so. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that anime too. Believe it. (laughs) He's going to become the next Jazz Kage. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, Naruto already has a hip-hop Kage, doesn't it? Wait, what? Yeah. The Thunder Village is... (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. I didn't get that far. Killer B! Killer uh, B! Yep. And, but yeah, so yeah, there needs to be a jazz kage. Uh, that's the end of his summer break. He's been learning with Sensei uh, and has gotten mildly better at jazz. And then we introduce uh, his friends who appear at this section. I think they were in earlier parts, but he gets like a we're back to school after summer break thing with them. Mitsuaki was the only one that mattered anyway. It, he's it was. gone now. Yep, and he's just like, I gotta hang out with these losers. All they keep talking about is how hot the other girls in class are, and then ask me who I've got a crush on. Obviously, it's the girl whose the name is almost the same as mine, as if I was <laughs> making it up to try. I can't say Mitsuaki. He's gone. Um, it's Dai. That's your name. Mai. Yeah, I, I like Mai. And they're like, ooh. Oh, yeah, and then they do that weird thing where they snap the chopsticks, chopsticks with, with their... their butt. Oh, God. Yeah. That was... Jay, any thoughts on that? <laughs> on what in particular? On the chopsticks snapping with their butts. I preferred not to comment on that scene because I just assumed it was boy nonsense. I assumed it was teen boy nonsense, too. Yeah. But also... <laughs> oh, yeah, I was a teen boy. We did that all the time. No. Yep. <laughs> splinters! All yes. I can think about was the splinters. Yeah, that's, that's so weird. <laughs> just sitting in a circle, too, in some of their friends' room. Like, so we're just going to take our pants off and show each other our butts. I'm like, I, cool, I guess. And even more embarrassing is that Dai can't do it. Yep. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the glutes. His friend's too strong. At the very least, if you're going to do something like that, at least, like, get it done i guess but you've just embarrassed yourself and you didn't succeed 
but yeah, his his friends. Then after, somehow I I would have thought like breaking chopsticks with your butt would be like a last resort idea for entertainment. But no, <laughs> they then go out and walk around town after this. <laughs> and that's when they have like their deep, meaningful conversation about like, hey, you're not like doing like cram school or anything or you're just uh, you're just going to be a jazz musician. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to be the best jazz musician in the world. And all his friends are just like, you know, I would have thought that was really stupid. But the way you said it was really cool. I almost believe you could do it. And I'm like, cool. That's really non-committal of you, friends. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're all pretty supportive, too. Like, there's nobody that's, like, straight up just like, no, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I, like... I appreciate their honesty in that they're like, I'm not too familiar with jazz. Yeah. You know, like, maybe they feel like they need to err on the side of caution of, like, it's something that a lot of people don't know about, aren't really into. So it's just kind of like proceeding with caution. They're being very trepidatious about it. It's like if your friend just learned how to do a headstand, you wouldn't go, yeah, you can be the best break dancer in the world. <laughs> you don't know. But I also don't know what it takes to be the best break dancer in the world. So it, it might be I'm just seen. So I have no place to comment on it. Man, there needs to be a manga about break dancing. There sure is. I'm pretty oh. sure there is. <laughs> now that I say it out loud, there has to be one. I'll, I'll look it up it. later. I'll get Tell to us in the comments it. if we're wrong. So yeah, he hangs out with his friends uh, as they are going back to school. And uh, it turns out things yeah. are going good with... Uh, be Real. Be Real is the name of the manga? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it does exist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Community talking, gentlemen. Does it look um, good? Um, Make a judgment right now. <laughs> sure. Is it going on the reading list? I don't want it to. Too bad. If you want to force Jay to read something she doesn't want to, tweet at OverMangaCast to read <laughs> Be Real. I hate you all. <laughs> but um, yeah, so apparently things are going good with uh, Mai because she agrees to go with him to check out a jazz festival as this is this is totally just a date right like there is no pretense yeah. that this isn't <laughs> it never gets said but i mean what else could it be like it, it is them going alone to a music conference and he is like very chivalrous at the beginning so he clearly thinks it's a date you get the feeling that um that she at least likes him a little mm. bit too so is this in the same town they're in, or? I know it's the Jozenji Street mm -hmm. Jazz Festival, and they're in Sendai. I don't know if... Gotcha. I don't know if they're different, or if one is in the other. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, regardless, I just thought it was weirdly coincidental that there happens to be a jazz festival in, like, the... It might not be. Mm -hmm. But he, he goes to a jazz festival. And he's just walking around from, like, stage to stage, pointing out bands to her. And, like, no, they've got a really good sound. And, like, oh, man, that, like, lead uh, saxophone player, she's got, like, an amazing solo. And he's complimenting all these people. And, like, at one point, like, his ears perk up and he starts clapping at a point no one in the audience was. And the guy behind the stage is like, oh, we've got someone who actually likes jazz, not a poser like everyone else in these crowds. I'm going to have to play extra hard and then proceeds to do a solo that overtakes the rest of the band. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they're upset about it too. 
I'm like, yeah. And um, essentially what it comes down to is Dai's been carrying his saxophone this whole time and Mai is completely unaware of what his intentions were uh, up until he's standing in the middle of a crowd that is nowhere near any other stage. And she's like, why are we here? Like all the other stages are like in different directions. He's like, because I don't want them to hear me play. And then <laughs> takes out his saxophone and she's like, oh, no, don't do this to me. This is very embarrassing. It's OK to cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's essentially. Oh, and this this scene is so good just because I love the paneling in it. Um, the first part's really funny because he starts playing the saxophone and we get a point of view shot of the end of the saxophone shooting sound out at a little girl. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Jaws going through the water and she gets hit with the sound and she's like. <gasps> yeah, you get that hair flowing back like <laughs> like she's been hit by it. And she's like, this is amazing. And then we get like a Brady Bunch style panel of like different people in the crowd hearing him. It's just amazing because he's playing like so like and everyone's noticing because he's actually learned how to play saxophone at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, and being, being a comic artist myself that I would not do that to myself. I would not make that many panels and like those different angles wait, like wait. props it's not normal to draw 64 portraits on each page the portraits would be i would have an easier time with the portraits than i would all of those different angles of him playing the sax gotcha yeah no, they, they yeah they, you get every angle of him okay then maybe the portraits were the break because those are itself, all the sax itself is probably like one of the like instruments that I would have the most trouble with like there's a lot of stuff going on in, in that instrument got all the valves on the side all the little yeah and it's hard to simplify it down to like mm -hmm. uh just like simple lines and shapes and stuff and make it still look like it it's supposed to the sax is a very hard instrument to draw is what i'm saying this scene is amazing because it's like no dialogue it's just the power of this music and you get all those like cool like different cinematographer angles of like constantly changing perspective and then all the people reacting to this music and you even get um, it revisits the three people he like talked to and complimented specifically hearing the sound and going like, hold on, that kid complimented me. I think he's better than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's going to be rough for them. Yeah. And uh, we get the, the main like plot thing is that there was a record producer there. And he's, he's constantly complaining about, like, there's no, there's nothing new and original. And his assistant's like, yeah, no, people don't, music's been all, everything's been done in music, like, 20 years ago. There's nothing new. You just got to pick something that's cool. He's like, no, I want a unique sound. Those don't exist. And he's like, oh, maybe you're right. I'm going to go buy some beers. <gasps> What's that sound? Quick, drink these beers. And those two guys are my favorite characters because they're just like, dude, we got free beers. <laughs> Like, they were really lucky. Music festival? Some dude in a suit just hands you free beers? Never happens. Oh, but, um, and he's rushing to where the sound is coming from because he's like, oh, that's my Cinderella. That's like my unique sound I need to, like, form my own record label and make it to the top of the record label charts. And he doesn't make it in time before security comes. And it's like, hey, kid, no, you, you can't just play music in the middle of a bunch of stages. You do not have a leave. And he's like, oh, OK, yeah. And then um, Mai gets very upset at him for like, why did you do that? That was very embarrassing. <laughs> also, it was good, but like warn me because I will not stand directly near you if you're going to draw every single person's attention on you. 
I can't even think of how I would feel if I was in that situation. Terrible thing to do on a date. <laughs> like, he, he made a gross public display where he needed to be the center of attention. She said she wanted to hear him play. Yeah, yeah I guess that's how it works. You can't hear me play. That's too intimate. That's only from It's got to be everyone surrounding us. But yeah, he has his first solo performance in front of like an actual crowd because the jazz bar kind of didn't count. And it goes pretty well. Yeah, people love it this time. He doesn't have to convince people what jazz is. It probably helps that he's like just in the middle of like nowhere because we've been saying how like his sound is so loud. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need those stages or mm -hmm. anything like he just sits in the on the ground and just plays and people can hear him probably from everywhere. We forgot the, the best part of the training arc was uh, Yui pointing out to him. Hey, you notice you're leaking like the majority of your air out of the <laughs> side of your mouth when you're playing. That's incredibly inefficient. And I'm like, oh, is this your shonen battle technique? He trained by losing most of his air now by removing the weights. So uh, painful. Like, that's what they teach you in, like, on day... I want to say within the first week is how to get your embouchure just right to produce the most clear sound. He's just been overpowering it by being louder. <laughs> just losing a lot of air. Yes. And he's just like, no, it's literally the simplest thing in the world. Just puff in your cheeks and like close them up so it stops leaking so much and die goes oh, i guess i could try that oh my god i could have been being so much louder i feel like that's a fast track to like passing out if you're just like yeah anyone who's played a woodwind or any type of wind wind instrument for multiple like hours your your cheeks start to hurt a lot Especially on that hot day that he was doing it oh yeah this this kid likes pain. <laughs> he likes physical pain to, to dispel the internal emotional turmoil he's experiencing. Physical pain he can deal with, emotional pain he eats. <laughs> this kid eats pain for breakfast. Oh man, that's not very Japanese of him. He needs rice for breakfast. He eats that uh, Chinese restaurant every yeah. meal. <laughs> the gyoza. That's the end of uh, Dai's story for this arc, uh, because the last chapter of our reading is uh, a little bit of a backstory. It's from the point of view of um, Masayuki, uh, the Dai's older brother. Uh, and it starts with a flashback to 70 years ago where it's their mom's body and Dai is uh, like bawling his eyes out. Whereas uh, Masayuki, he's got to be significantly older, but I can't tell by much. How much? Like uh, three years. Three years. OK. It says Dai age 10 and then uh, Masayuki is age 13. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And like, it's it's them all dealing with the death of their mother differently. I was just going to say there's the classic fist clench. Mm hmm. Yep. He's like, I can't cry. Dies like, it's OK to cry. <laughs> that will be my mantra from now on. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> then we cut ahead to uh, Masayuki. He's gotten like an oil derrick job or like something like very labor intensive. It's blue collar in some way. It's like yeah. factory work. He's in a chemical plant, I think. I don't know what he does, but he's got a hard hat and a clipboard. Who knows? He makes money. Some amount of money. Enough money to bring your siblings to Donnie's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donnie's. Anytime any manga or comic does that, I'm just all for it. McDonald's and Donnie's are my favorite. <laughs> Wasn't McDonald's? That was uh. That's Inuyasha. McDonald's is used a lot because it's really Not easy. Really. I, yeah, I, I know it from Inuyasha, but <laughs> that's how you connect all of them together. They're all the same universe, <laughs> and McDonald's is the proof. Probably. So there's more than one restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. There's a Donnie's. <laughs> 
a lot of options. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to diminish it because I also have positive memories of my older sister, like taking younger siblings to Denny's. But like yeah. the way he goes like, nah, get anything you want on the menu. I'm like, dude, it, it's a Denny's. OK, you're not you're not breaking the bank here. She's like, Do I want a casserole. Yeah. Yeah. They sell 12 ounce or six. Oh, OK. You yeah, also have to remember this is Japanese. Like Denny's. It'll be different. Yeah. It is slightly better. But uh, better. It's not it, better. It's better it's... quality because let's be honest, they have higher expectations. They wouldn't yeah. do with the slop that we get. Hey, hey, you can say bad things about diners, but they get you fed in the morning. Denny's <laughs> is the one that did uh, the the bacon milkshake, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, they always have have weird combos. That's what she should have got. Mm. <laughs> the bacon milkshake. Whatever you like, the bacon milkshake. Yep. Get whatever you want. Except for you, die. You're getting a steak. <laughs> Real men eat steak. Except for me. I'm having the ramen. Wait, what? <laughs> and like, my favorite part is he goes, do not tell dad I'm doing this for you. He would get mad. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, so you're hiding the fact you're buying whatever your siblings want. Probably because you feel your dad's inadequate for some reason. Like, there, there's, there's a lot of layers there that, like, it's really good at portraying it as happy-go-lucky, but, like, that little line of, like, don't tell dad about this, but I'm also going to pay for whatever you want. And it's, like, it's clear this isn't him just throwing his money around either, because you get to see, like, his paycheck. He portions out what he makes. It definitely feels like the brother feels responsible for, like, a fatherly role at this point, like, or at least, like, some way of taking care of the them and making... Yeah die and the sister happy and like like he and die have a little conversation about their dad that like really drives home there is something up with with um matsuyuki and die's father well it's both their dad i suppose but um yeah. like something's up there that is not being conveyed but like the main thing he's just like no die tell me what you want i'll make it possible like i've got money now i can finance whatever whatever like my little sister wants she can have what do you want die and it's finally like well i i guess i want to play jazz and he's like hold on and then like we get to him going to the music store with his paycheck him going like hey i don't know anything about saxophones could you just uh, tell me what the best one here is and he's like, this is going to be pretty expensive. Not if I split it up into three years of payment plans. You're right. It's not expensive when you do that. Cool. And he buys his little brother like the nicest saxophone he could. I guess the store owner didn't uh, care to tell him to make sure that he like takes regular care of it. No, no, no maintenance. <laughs> you just buy a new saxophone when this one wears out. You clearly got the money. Doesn't get him on a maintenance plan or anything. It's just, nope. I will pay installments for the next three years. And yeah, and then the chapter basically ends with him coming home and asking Dai to see the saxophone because he's coming back. And he shows it to Dai. And he, like his brother is just so happy because he sees like it's well worn. He has been using it. Got his money's worth. Yep. Because he he had paid it off. That's why he's visiting. And he's just like, well, I'm glad this was a good investment. And I'm like, Masayuki, you don't know what an investment is. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> I love that part at the end, the like documentary style future thing uh, mm -hmm. that they've been doing. But with the brother and uh, Masayuki's like, you can buy me. What, what is it like a car? You like said you were going to buy me a Porsche. And then it dies like, no way. You, you know how to take out a loan. <laughs> yep. It's like his brother like got him the thing that like basically changed his life and mm -hmm. 
and now that like he could pay his brother back, he's just like, nah, man, you you got the why, money. Why do you get a car? I don't even have a car. I'm like, that's because you're a musician. People drive you. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good behind the music. I forget who the other one is because they normally do them in pairs of two. It's the um the guy that took him fishing. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. The the old man. And he cries. Yep. Because <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to cry. Uh, but yeah, uh, with that, that uh, that brings us to the end of our reading uh, today. So uh, let's move on into discussion. Uh, so, uh, Darren, you're our guest. Let's uh, start with you. Uh, who is your favorite character in this reading? I mean, boring answer, but it's got to be Di. Uh, I mean, just again, I love... I love any series that's kind of like a wear it on your sleeve. Like, this is my passion. Um, I'm going to talk about it until like I like fall over. And um, I feel like you get the sense that the the guy who's drawing it, Shinichi Ishizuka, like he, he's just really into jazz. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, this is a thinly veiled excuse to talk about how cool jazz is. And maybe Dai is just like a version of himself. That's, uh, that's some good bonus chapters at the end of them. <laughs> Yeah, going on, and it's like you're you're not putting your hands where you would if you were actually playing sex. That's how we do it here in Sendai. It's like that's not how. What <laughs> are you talking about? The little like, um, like omake at the end. Yeah, yeah. Just asking like, oh, so you're trying to draw a series about jazz? Like, is that gonna work? And then they just laugh it off. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they push it down too. Yep. <laughs> just go for it. Yep. So, uh, Jay, who was, uh, who was your favorite character? Favorite character would hands down have to be Dai for the aforementioned reasons. I want to say I see some of myself in Dai, though, through a different outlet. This kind of leads into, I guess, the next question, but I grew up in a jazz-friendly household. Both my dad more so and my mom both really love jazz. However, well, not true. My Father also played a woodwind. He played clarinet. I also pursued musical music through um, clarinet and alto saxophone. Um, unfortunately, the one thing I didn't inherit was an affinity for jazz. I understand it. I can appreciate it. It is not my cup of tea in any shape or form. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to kind of leech on to die's passion for jazz pretty much almost any other genre is more attractive than jazz for me so but um i also want to read the polka manga where die's trying to learn the tuba i do actually really enjoy polka so i'm not kidding like jazz (laughs) is very low and it's unfortunate given the very rich history of jazz but jazz to me is it's just not not um soothing I think even my least favorite genres of music, I'd still be interested to see, like, again, if somebody's got that passion for it, I would love to see that come out in, like, a comics format. Like, that is the way to sell me on anything. Matt here, uh, I don't know. It's hard not to pick Die because this is so diametrically, like, his story. Unintended. Like, diametrically. Diametrically. That's not the right <laughs> word, is it? No. Is it? It's just that die, yo. Yeah, uh, die, die, and die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had me second guess myself, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no, and it's like it's it's his story, so everyone else is kind of a side character in that. But like even then, like I, I really like Yui Sensei. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, he's got the, like, drunk old master vibe down. Like, I love him. I love when he bounces off of Dai going, like, hey, kid, you've got talent, but holy crap, you don't have any skill. You, lots of people have skill, and that's going to do better than just raw talent. So work on that. And also yeah. his trading arcs are just, like, really nicely animated. For what it's worth in the... It's really weird to say that it comes in like the third omnibus, but um, Die forms a band for the first time, and you get these two other characters who are like they're really interesting. Um, I, I would still say Die is my favorite, but the the two guys in his band are like really really fun to see. Uh, I guess that's probably leads us great into the next question. Uh, Jay, uh, would you continue reading Blue Giant? Kind of in follow up to my first responses, it just didn't really resonate with me. Um, the subject matter is not something that I would pick up, just personal preference. I'm not really into jazz. Um, also, um, per my previous trauma, as <laughs> someone who played woodwinds, it was just very traumatic seeing him struggle to maintain his instrument. And I'm just thinking about, oh, gosh, this poor high school student, he's wasting so much money. And oh, gosh. Like I'm, the... You're like the swordsmiths in Demon Slayer. Yes. What are you doing to my baby? Exactly. I still have my alto for the record. And I for, I also have a baritone. I still have all of my instruments and I keep them, you know, I keep them regularly maintained and keep them safe. And I would, you know, defend them if need be. I, I, I just it's just too dramatic. I can't. <laughs> Sorry to bring that back up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, Matt here. Um, I I would continue reading Blue Giant. It it hit the right note of like desperately wanting to achieve something. I'm also a sucker Unintended. for like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, well, if it's die, he he almost never hits the right note. But uh, like it it hits that note of like the typical like Shodan like I want to be the best mentality. Although this is a sending, but um, specifically like um. I, I really like that kind of like journey of storytelling and I really love it when it's ascribed to like weird things that aren't just like fighting or like even more normal things. It's kind of I really like sports manga specifically because it's like, ah, yes, what a weird direction to take this. And like yeah. music manga is also that kind of like same vibe with like a different like edge of like artsiness that I kind of really enjoy. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I really like it. Uh, and then, uh, Darren, I mean, you already told us, but uh, would you continue reading Blue Giant? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm probably in it for the long haul, um, especially now that his band has been introduced in the third omnibus. Like, I really like those characters. I mean, you've um, got you've still got a long way to go, don't you? Because there's uh, three series, if I remember correctly, right? There's Blue Giant sure. and probably. then there's there's the sequel series. And I think Supreme there's a third one. Something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also am like, Besides the um, the jazz angle, I do really like the slice of life feel to it. Yeah, um, yep. Slice of life is something I really like, so it, it hits on two notes for me. I like it. Once I got used to that, I really appreciated it when it would just be like chill for a second. Like the fact that they separated the music festival in half of like a date with my and the yeah. like I'm gonna compete. I really appreciated both sections of those for like different reasons. Like it's it's really nice. But um yeah, uh, with that that uh that brings us to the end of our uh, discussion today. Uh, once again, uh, Darren, thanks for coming on. Um, thank you, Darren. Yeah, uh, you want to tell the people at home where they can uh, hear more from you if they want. 
Thanks for having me on. My handle on Twitter is uh, Darren Voteart. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-V-O-G-T-A-R-T. I do comics, and um, I'm also, uh, as I was mentioned before, a co-host on Comics on the Spot. It's an upcoming podcast where me and two other guys and any other guests we might have on later, um, John Bernardo and Sam Owen are the two other guys, by the way. Um, we just pretty much pull up a random generated phrase, subject matter, just like a, a couple of things. And then we go through making a three-page comic, like writing the story on the spot. And then whomever of the artists wants to go draw that, we do like three pages each. Cool. The handle for that is uh, at comics on the pod we could not get comics on the spot so but that's all i want to plug for now cool 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 and then uh obviously if you want to hear more from us we are at over manga cast on basically everything twitter facebook instagram whatever follow us on any of those if you want to hear more of our opinions you can drop a review on itunes or your podcatcher of choice uh we also have these episodes go up like a week later on youtube if you want to comment on the individual episodes that's a real good way to do it uh and as always if you got anything you'd like us to read or you know just uh want to shout out uh at over mangacast on twitter best way to get a hold of us uh, we got something for you next week sam and jacob should be back which is good because i think jacob would literally kill me if i didn't invite him back for reading uh doing a revisit uh we are reading chapters 18 through 35 of spy x family so that should be good but yeah uh with that uh good night everybody Good night. Later.